0: Jcastnetwork.org. This is Shai Cherry for
1: Daily Doth Differently. We are continuing our study of transgressions on Shabbat in Masechet Shabbat, page 69. So we're talking about the definition of an inadvertent transgression. The problem with translating shogeg as, as inadvertent is that you might think it has to do with what the person is doing, or thinks they're doing. But at least the way it's presented on Shabbat 69, we actually are making distinctions not about what the person is doing or intends to do, but what the person knows when the person is committing the act that is a transgression. So we have three... Let's then use the Hebrew term shogeg. Shogeg means something inadvertent, accidental, unintentional, or without knowledge. And the opposite of that is mazed. Mazed, we will translate for the purposes of Shabbat 69 as an act or transgression that is committed with full knowledge and full intention. So we've got three different views on what is shogeg that are presented here on page 69. The first is Moonbaz, and it is the most bizarre of the three. So if someone commits a transgression knowing that it is a transgression and knowing that the punishment is karate or extirpation, being cut off from his people, which might mean premature death, that doesn't necessarily mean that when the person commits the act knowingly and knowing what the punishment is that he is guilty of committing the punishment bemazed in this kind of intentional way for Moonbaz, in order to be guilty of committing a punishment bemazed the offender has to know what the punishment would be if he were to inadvertently commit the transgression. So for Moonbaz, if someone intentionally lights a flame on Shabbat, which is a prohibition, and knows that the punishment is Karate, but doesn't know what the punishment is for accidentally lighting a flame on Shabbat, then that person is guilty of committing not mazy not this intentional uh, Act, but shogeg, and so he's liable to bring a shogeg offer, or a chetate, a sin offering. Pretty bizarre, when you do something, knowing it's wrong, and knowing what the punishment is, for Moonba's, that doesn't define an act as being bemazed. Two other possible explanations of shogeg that I believe are um, at least more commonsensical. The first is Rabbi Yochanon. For Rabbi Yochanan, what it means to do something shogeg is to know that you've committed a transgression, but to not know that the punishment for the transgression is karate, In this case, is extirpation. So you know the way you're doing is wrong. You just don't know what the punishment is. Ah, there's an element of not knowing there. Therefore, Rabbi Yochanan is going to define that as shogeg. The only way that you are liable for in for karate, is when you do something bemazed, intentionally, and for Rabbi Yohanan, in order to do something bemazed, you need to know, A, that what you're doing is prohibited, and B, that the consequence for transgressing this prohibition is whatever it is. In this case, it is kharit. And finally, the third position, which I think is the most commonsensical, um, which is Rachel Akish. Rachel Akish says, no, you don't know that what you're doing is wrong. Because if you knew that what you were doing is wrong, then you would be doing it intentionally, and that's mazy. So in order to be guilty of something beshogeg, inadvertently, you don't know that what you're doing is wrong, and you accidentally, you either accidentally light a flame on Shabbat, or you light a flame on Shabbat having forgotten that it was Shabbat. But there's something about not knowing that what you're doing at the moment is a prohibition. And regardless of whether or not you know what the consequence or the punishment is of that prohibition, if you do something that you didn't know was a prohibition, uh, that's by definition show gig. Now, the problem with rachel Akish is that a couple of pages ago, rachel Keish was one of the guys that said, wait a second, if a tinok Shanishba, um, if a baby who was kidnapped or a convert who converted amongst Gentiles later comes to understand that he had been violating Shabbat, he's exempt from offering sacrifices because he didn't know at the time. But here, Rachel Akish is saying, even though he didn't know at the time, right, he still has to offer a, a sacrifice, and that is the definition of Shogig. So let me offer you two possible explanations for this seeming discrepancy in Rachel Akish. The first is about what's reasonable to expect. It's not reasonable to expect, uh, a kidnapped child or a convert who was converted amongst gentiles to know <clears throat> to know anything about shabbat and so we're not going to hold them responsible for committing a transgression that they didn't know about but on the other hand a normal Jew in a normal Jewish community is expected to know the laws expected to educate themselves and therefore will be held responsible let me offer a different explanation. That somehow this is not really about what you know, but it's actually about what you do. And so it has to do more with the intention. So Shogeg, perhaps, for Raish Lakish, is about committing the transgression accidentally and not knowing, one way or the other, whether or not it happened to have been a prohibition at the time. We didn't mean to do X precisely because we knew that X was forbidden. And there is this fascinating encounter that we're going to talk about tomorrow about what happens when somebody gets lost in the desert and they don't know when Shabbat is. So that's your cliffhanger until
0: tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.